Hello everybody, I'm Alex Roberts. For those that don't know me, I lead Linklater's data privacy and cyber initiatives in Asia from our Shanghai office. I'm excited to welcome you all to the first episode in Linklater's Asia Data Protection podcast series. In this newly launched podcast series, we're zooming in on some of the data protection regulatory landscape changes across the APAC region. Given the hype that we've all been seeing in terms of the economic prospects of the world's most populous market and the recent privacy changes there, we really wanted to kick off with India. As such, it's fantastic that we can be joined today by Deepa Christopher, a partner at our good friends at TTNA in India. Hi, Deepa. Hi, Alex. Thanks so much, Alex, for having me here. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the session today and updating our listeners on this very important topic in India. Thanks for joining us, Deepa. You, you've got extensive experience in these areas and obviously you've been working with us and others in the Linklaters network for a long period of time. So I'm sure you'll be able to share some practical insights for our listeners today. So let's start off. In, India's obviously had a long history of trying to introduce a new data privacy legislation. And finally, we have the Digital Personal Data Protection Act 2023. Could you give us a brief overview of the scope of this act, please, Deepa? Yeah, sure, Alex. Yes, it has taken a while and all of us are glad that the Digital Personal Data Protection Act, or DPDP as we call it here, has finally been issued and notified. Uh, the act is not yet effective and we're all eagerly waiting for the government to also notify the date from when it will be effective. On the scope itself, the DPDP is quite similar to most other substantive data protection laws on the issues it covers. So its main objective is to protect the processing of personal data. It governs data fiduciaries, which is the equivalent of data controllers under the GDPR, data processors and data principles. And again, data principles is the equivalent term for data subjects under the GDPR. It sets out the grounds for processing of personal data, the obligations on data fiduciaries, the rights of data principles, then again, rules relating data breaches and consequences for breach of those requirements. The DPDP does, however, have some distinct characteristics. For instance, while it regulates personal data, personal data that is publicly available is outside the scope of the act. I understand this is quite a unique requirement, which is quite different from what you see in other laws. And additionally, the requirements under the DPDP applies to all types of personal data and the DPDP does not make a distinction for special categories of data or sensitive personal data and information as it is known as under India's current laws. So that's quite a shift for us because all the obligations under current laws or rather some of the significant obligations under current Indian laws are tied to sensitive personal data and information and not all personal data. Thanks, Deepa. What's the expected timeline for implementation of this new rule? Well, uh, it's taken us a while to get here, but now that we have it, the Indian government is very keen to implement it at the earliest. But we think it's going to be implemented in a phased manner and over the next one year or so. There are, however, a number of steps to be completed before the Act can be implemented. So significantly, the Act contemplates that there are rules going to be issued on about 26 topics. So some of the key topics include uh, the manner in which notice has to be given to data principles and how consent has to be obtained, the manner in which data breaches have to be intimated, what are the rules regarding 
ensuring security of data. So unless these pretty fundamental matters are clarified, it's going to be quite hard to move to implementation. Then most importantly, the government has to constitute the Data Protection Board of India. The Data Protection Board is going to be the regulatory body responsible for administering the DPDP. I think based on what the government has said, significant progress has already been made. The draft rules are expected to be published anytime soon for consideration. And the government has also indicated that it's in the process of actually constituting the Data Protection Board. So we do expect that there should be some clarity on implementation date over the next couple of months. That's that's great. Um, I, I've been hearing that the new act actually has extraterritorial application. Is that right? Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, that is right. So not only is the DPDP applicable to personal data processed, in, but it's also applicable to any personal data processed outside India if it is in connection with any activity relating to the offering of goods or services to individuals within India. Therefore, global organizations and MNCs, even if they do not have an office in India, but if they are offering goods and services to residents in India, they will need to think about whether the act will apply to them and what are the systems they will need to put in place in order to comply. Thanks, Deepa. And we spoke about the scope of the act. Could you tell us a few things that are different from the current law that you have in India? Yeah, sure, Alex. See, this is our first comprehensive law on the protection of personal data. Therefore, it, introduce, it introduces a number of new requirements when compared to the current laws. If I were to highlight some of the key changes, the first would be, as I mentioned before, is that the DPDP does not identify a special category of personal data. Currently in India, we are used to some of the most stringent obligations applying to only sensitive personal data and information, that is SPDI, whereas under the DPDP, all personal data in digital form will be subject to the same standards in terms of notice, grounds for processing, and obtaining consent. This obviously is quite significant because in addition to imposing a high burden with regard to processing all personal data, it also limits entities' ability to use personal data for example, for cross-selling or sharing within group entities for further analysis. Consent remains one of the key grounds for processing personal data, and the threshold for consent under the DPDP is quite high. It has to be free, specific, informed, and represented through a clear affirmative action. So for most organizations in India, this, these new requirements will take some getting used to. Then there are, of course, other matters, such as the new rights given to data principles, the obligations that apply to an entity if you're categorized as a significant data fiduciary, obligations in case of a data breach, and then, of course, being ready for sanctions in case of non-compliance. We're going to have a new regulatory authority, that is the Data Protection Board of India, who will be exclusively responsible for ensuring compliance with the DPDP. And there is also going to be an adjudication mechanism that's impl implemented. On a positive note, the DPDP is more liberal when compared to previous versions of the law in relation to cross-border data transfers. Previously, there was a plan to mandate data localization 
for certain categories of sensitive personal data, which was identified as critical personal data. So India was clearly moving towards a more stricter data localization focused regime. However, the shifting from that approach, the DPDP has proposed a blacklist approach. The government will specify the countries to which personal data cannot be transferred and personal data can be transferred to all other countries. I think this, this liberalization in the approach to, with respect to cross-border data transfers will probably quite be quite a relief. That's really interesting, Deepa. Do you think you could elaborate a little bit more on the cross-border data transfer mechanisms under the new law? I think you mentioned something about a blacklist approach. That's right, Alex. Under the DPDP Act, cross-border transfers will be permitted to all countries unless specifically restricted by the Indian government. The government is yet to release this list and we're all hopeful that will be a very short list. Of course, sectoral data localization requirements will continue to apply. So for example, the Reserve Bank of India's mandate to store payments related data in India will still need to be complied with. Another thing to note is that the DPDP will not, unfortunately, improve India's position in terms of obtaining an adequacy status under other data privacy laws or for the purpose of SHREMS. Therefore, multinational companies will have to continue to rely on SECs and undertake data transfer impact assessments before transferring personal data to India. I'm sure a lot of our clients will share that um, wish for a short list. More generally, can you give us some insights around enforcement and potential sanctions under the new Act? Sure. So one big change from the GDPR is that penalties under the for non-compliance under the DPDP are turnover agnostic. So with a maximum penalty for different specified offences ranging from 50 crore to 250 crore, so that's approximately 5 million to 25 million. Uh, while determining the applicable penalty, a number of factors will be considered, such as the nature, gravity, and duration of the breach, type and nature of the affected personal data, amounts of gain or loss realized, and mitigation actions taken by the breaching party. The penalties itself are not small numbers, and compliance will need to be taken seriously uh, by entities who process personal data. Got it, Deepa. I think that's probably going to be a bit of a change for a lot of people that have been um, dealing with the Indian market up until now. Can, can you tell us some of the key steps that they should be taking as of now to really start to get up to speed with the Act and the rules that are coming down the line in terms of implementation? Yeah, sure, Alex. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is going to be a big shift from what companies are used to. Uh, implementation of privacy obligations will now become stricter with the entire removal of hierarchization of personal data, as companies will have to fulfill their obligations in relation to all types of personal data. Organizations would do well to start thinking about what their new privacy protection mechanism will look like, and you know various steps can be taken for this. Uh, so for instance, one of the things is to actually conduct a data mapping exercise in relation to personal data already in their possession, or that is proposed to be collected. Uh, organizations can should revisit the grounds of processing to determine whether the processing can be justified as a legitimate use if consent will need to be obtained. 
undertaking a gap analysis with your existing data protection regime is another starting point. And then, you know, review your documentation, revisit it, and then think about revising it if needed in order to comply with India's data protection laws. If you are likely to be classified as a significant data fiduciary, so that is you're processing large volumes of data, you're processing sensitive personal data, then you'll also need to think about the additional compliances that will apply uh, in the form of appointing a grievance officer or conducting data protection impact assessments. Yes, so I think a lot of organizations which have a presence in India or actively doing business in India have already started taking a number of these things to be in a better position to comply when the act is implemented. Thanks very much, Steve, for that super useful. I think maybe let's wrap it up there today, but thank you. And of course, I'm sure if anyone has any questions that have been listening in, they can come back to you and us and uh, uh, for more detail on the particular questions they have. Um, for all those that are interested in the next episode in this series, we'll be covering some of the highlights from the new Thai data privacy regime with insights from our colleagues in Bangkok. So please do stay tuned and keep listening. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.